<laughs> and what's up? Hey, this is Drive with Tay and Piper. Yeah, ESPN Radio 93.5. Best pre-radio meeting Man. we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Just right there. Initiate is... A key word in sports. The yep. Word of the day. Got to work, is. dude. Be aggressive in <laughs> exactly. all things, guys. Basketball, football, transfer portal. Boom. Persistence. Dating. Persistence. Amen. Yep. Initiate. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly right. I'm I'm excited for that. Pipes, you and I haven't done a show together in like three weeks. <laughs> we have not. What's up? How you doing? Well, first of all, let me speak up to that as the yeah. mediator between you two. Yes, is that you have been gone forever? Uh, I mean, you're part time. <laughs> Certified part-time. And we know insurance salesmen are always part-time. Oh, yeah. Except Kyle Lewis at IPG Insurance, one of our great sponsors. Here. We're, going for, we're going for the sponsors right now, guys. We don't let you, want to let you to wait for it, guys. We're having a Christmas party next week. You're not invited to that, but we are being at the Long Branch Steakhouse on a very special night. But you can come Wednesday through Friday, 5 to 9 p.m., Come for the fried pickles, stay for the steak. Let's and, of go. course, Iroquois Federal, guys, for all your linden needs, Savoy, Champagne, Bob Guido, Mark McHill. Just closed the deal with Ryan Lowry today. Nice. Brenda Crane. And who does the insurance? Kyle Lewis, Kyle at IPG Insurance. That's Kyle at IPGINS.com. Boy, the earliest sponsor shout-out we've ever now done. Mark. Let's go. Okay, <laughs> sorry. But we were talking about initiate. I want to initiate the sponsors immediately. Now, Pipes was gone last week. Yes. I mean, like the road trip of all road trips, right? Goes to New York for four days or I whatever. Know. How long were you there? I was uh, on the East Coast for about four days, came back for a day and a half, and then went to Knoxville. Unbelievable. You, did you drive to Knoxville? We did drive to Knoxville, about seven hours, yeah. Nice, nice. Stopped at a Bucky's. Have you guys ever been to one of oh, those? Oh, I, I, I stopped I there in Georgia on my way down to vacation, and it was a madhouse. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I had never been to one. It is like and then the Bucky Nuggets or whatever they call it. I didn't have the, the Nuggets. I had the brisket, brisket sandwich. I mean, it's like it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a gas station aurant. Like, it has a restaurant with a gas station yes. and a rest with area. A store, all, all, a million gas pumps. Oh, yeah. It's I, busy. The amount of concrete it takes to make one of those things is <laughs> astounding. It's driving right <laughs> Memorial Stadium. It's That's like, right. I, I'm just like, my goodness. As a real estate guy, I think about all the building costs. I'm like, oh, oh my, my goodness. Good. Oh. It, it, but it is so packed all the time. When are you getting some Buckies up here? I don't know, man. I, I, personally, I, know. I personally think their name is secondary to the Iowa gas station called the Come and Goes. Great little story. <laughs> yeah, that, solid. Yeah, K, yep. K-U-M and Go. I mean, that's, that's a Hall of Fame name right there. I mean, my sure goodness. Is. Right? I mean, I mean, I see people wear hats to those all around. They got the greatest advertising <laughs> thing. For some reason, we're just we're, – in, in Illinois, it's all about Circle K's and Casey's. Casey's, basically. yeah. I mean, we get that. Is there Hucks anymore? It used yeah, to be Hucks. There used to be – there's still a Hucks out there by Clinton. You get Clinton Lake. There's still Hucks oh, out okay. there getting ready to okay. gas up and whatnot, you know. But Casey's is, is, is fond of the it's Midwest breakfast, over. which is like a Pepsi and, and, and pizza. <laughs> right. which I, I hey, that still breakfast pizza is pretty good. I, I had still, that a few months ago. It's okay. legit. Okay. Well, shout out to Casey's. That advertisement was no, free. Not. They're not yeah, a sponsor they, of our show. Right. Can you but there is Bucky's. Guys, we are really looking for things to talk about. We're talking about gas stations initiating travel schedules. I still like the initiate conversation, but let's move on from that. Yeah, got to talk sports. Let's initiate the football. Let's do that. Let's do that because I'm I'm anxious to hear from Pipes. I haven't really had a chance to, except you joining us on the show to visit about Rutgers and mm-hmm. Florida Atlantic and obviously the loss against Tennessee. Uh, interesting that you're up five technical called. Then all of a sudden you were outscored. I think fifty two forty and you lose a that million game. free throws. Yeah, and that, a million that, free that second wow. half got ugly. It was just unfortunately at some at one point. I was in an establishment. At one point, they called a foul on Illinois, and I'm, I finally just, while everything got quiet, I was like, let them play! And somebody kind of started clapping. 
<laughs> I'm like, just quit calling fouls on everybody. I, in fact, it was after a Tennessee foul. Mm. So I was being, I was being, not even being a homer. I'm just like, let them play. I, I, I think they were fair with the foul. There's just too many. Just too many. So anyway, hey, um, our guy Johnny Newton, AP All-American. Sure. What did that feel like? You were an All-American, Jay, your senior year. What is that honor like to know that you are being honored among maybe 24 of the best football players in the country? Yeah, well, one, it's it's pretty humbling that you can actually get to that level, right? You, I think when you're a high schooler, it's like, man, if I could ever be All-State. Oh, yeah. That was like a... That was like a line, like, man, that means I'm one of the best football players in the state. Was able to get all state. Were you now, all state? Well, yeah. After you get an offer from Illinois, it's like, okay, well, okay, well, well uh, News Gazette's like, oh, he's got to be all state, put, right? Put right? blame it on. Uh, I got a three star on. Uh, 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 you know, I mean, zero started three star immediately. You know, uh, he got offered. I don't think anybody knew about me before then. Yeah. But, you know, 247 in their infinite wisdom, they, they figure it out pretty quick. You know, just give three stars to power five offers, right? Boom. But, I, but I would say, I would see I, if Piper. My good friend, Derek Piper, would just label Andrew a three-star guy in basketball, it, it, or in baseball and basketball, whichever. It would just open the door. Be, it would skyrocket, right? It flooded. It would skyrocket. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they never get any, they never take any crap for overrating somebody. No, it's always the underrating. Exactly. So they need to start giving a inflation of stars, star inflation. <laughs> there we go. But as far as being an All-American. I'll what, give him the crystal ball pick to Ole Miss, even. What, 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 <laughs> there you go. Well, what, what I will say is this is I feel like personally I played better from a stats perspective in my junior year. Okay. Now, At I, Illinois. I wasn't yeah. an All-American. Okay. I, we were 2-10. and 10, mm. Okay. So that hurts. But I was all Big Ten. You know, I had, you know, 150 tackles, 19 tackles for loss. I mean, that's, that's pretty astounding for a, a backer to have. There's no doubt. Third in the country. But we were also on defense so much that year. I have probably had – a hundred more plays. Well, you have a wow. hundred more plays. Sure. You're going to make 10 to 20 more tackles if you're a good middle linebacker, right? Right. right. So I had a lot less plays. We had a lot better team. And if you're a linebacker, it is so precedent on it and so determined by your defensive line, right? Where I think Johnny Newton's unique mm. because one, his team wasn't that good. Right. Okay. Not even a bowl team. And largely it's all him. <laughs> There's all, no doubt. All him. Like I would even say, that as good as Devin Witherspoon is, as good as Sidney Brown is, Johnny Newton made them first-round draft picks. Wow. To a degree, made Devin Witherspoon yeah. a top-five pick. I wouldn't say that he wouldn't go first round because obviously he's killing it in the league. I'm not saying that. But Johnny Newton contributed to that. Mm -hmm. But I think when you're a defensive line or an offensive line, it's on you to be an All-American. That's why I think it's so unique because every other position – benefits from those positions. Interesting. I wouldn't have been an All-American if I didn't have Chris Norwell and Mike Ware and Will Davis and Derek Walker and Doug Pilcher in front of me or Britt Miller next to me right. or Antonio so the safeties behind me. I wouldn't have been that, right? I also wouldn't have been that if we didn't win games. Like, if we didn't go to the Rose Bowl, there's no way that I'm an All-American. Right. So I feel like I'm the beneficiary of a lot of different things. A team being good, a good defensive line, I will make the argument that Johnny Newton had none of those, which speaks to his greatness, which speaks to how dominant people saw him. And if he's really getting named in conversations at the 50-yard line at the end of the game where Brett Bielema says, man, all the opposing coaches say, man, that number four is really good. Right. Well, I mean, how long do those conversations last? Five seconds? Uh -huh. and a, and a, and, or, or maybe less? If it's between Ryan Walters and Jim Harbaugh, it's kind of like a slap. 
Uh, <laughs> that was their handshake, right? Uh, after Walters called out Michigan. But to see that, that's why I think Johnny Newton's is far superior to me. And I think he's going to be a consensus All-American. That's means interesting. Three, which means three of the five major AP Walter Camp Coaches Association name you first team. He'll be a consensus All-American. I think I knew that. Yeah. The Walter Camp football named him second team. And I know okay. that Johnny was not happy about that uh on his twitter said clowns uh in response oh, wow. to that so uh okay how, how is he not a, a consensus at that point at the high level that he's playing at and espn recently i know within the last month put him like number nine on their mock i i and i wouldn't be surprised i saw him at 17 on one of them here's what i would say about all of these all these all-american teams some of it's just a hype train some of these i don't know who how many people at walter camp no knock on walter camp actually watch games rather than just look at stats right, or right, sure. who's the best player on the team. I think it's very hard from picking teams, picking offensive linemen. I can tell you this when you try to pick all Big Ten teams, picking a first team and second team offensive line and it's defensive tough. line, very tricky, very hard. They don't, you, you don't get the, the benefit of seeing highlights and whatnot. You're going to a lot of times go to Mel Kuyper's board and see, well, who, who's he got on here? Yep. Right? And you're going to look at that. that stuff influences stuff. Mm, oh, think, there's no doubt. I don't think people understand how difficult it is as an AP writer, AP member. I'll, I'll classify mine, myself as a media member, although I don't vote on these things. It's very difficult. And yeah. I watch all the games. I was going to say. Every Saturday. And it's very difficult for me to say, yeah, this is going to be my top offensive line. So it's hard. It's really hard. It probably helps that you watch with other guys that are as knowledgeable as you. Sure. So, yeah. in other words, I don't. I mean, I think I'm fairly knowledgeable about football, right. but nowhere near to the things that you see when you watch a game. So, I'm sure if you're sitting there with Howard Griffith right. and some of the other guys, I'm I'm guessing that if the if you know if it's unanimous amongst your crew, right. then they probably are a Big Ten kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and a lot of times though, success leaves clues. If you're running the ball for two thousand yards, yeah. who's blocking for that guy? Exactly. If you've given up four sacks all year, who's the guy blocking for that guy? Right. Um if you shut down the top pass rusher and and skunk him, well who is who's that guy that that did that? And so I think those are the things that have to come up with Offensive lineman, defensive lineman, it's a little bit easier. I think what's so shocking about Johnny Newton, and I think the Minnesota game was probably the most evidence of this because he doesn't play the first half because of the targeting, right. is how much he changed that game. Immediately, tackle, sack. I mean, just everything that he does and, and, and double team consistently. And guys, there is no help. Sometimes Keith Randolph was out of, the, uh, out of the second half of the season, wasn't in the game. I would say up until the last three or four games, Gabe Ackes and Seth Coleman underperformed. Johnny did not. Yeah. Johnny was consistent. And so I think you look at Johnny and what he was able to do was astounding. Derek, I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to shut up after this. When you just said that about double teams, it, it, I did the quick math. Johnny Newton is fighting through 600 and some pounds just to get to a quarterback. Sure. Think about that, too. I mean, every offensive lineman is three-something. Right. And Johnny Newton is – can you imagine lining two 300-pound guys in front of you and saying, okay, go try to do something, and sure. he still is able to accomplish what's, stuff. What's so interesting about Johnny who is he's a high school tailback, which is I astounding, out of Tampa, commits to Maryland, then, decom right. then decommits – and so it does show you, which I do think we're in pipes to be able to speak to this more. I do think we're in battles for the right guys. We used to beat out Central Michigan and mm. Bowling Green for yeah. guys. I think we're in battles, whether it be not just A.J. Dennis, 
but we're actually battling other power five teams. I would say Maryland is a team kind of on our level yeah. that we need to beat out for players. Um, now, how is that going to continue in the word world of NIL mm. and transfer portals and everything else? I think that's yet to be determined, but I, I think we're at least in better battles with guys. We're getting in conversations. Tough to replace guys like Johnny Newton and also Keith Randolph. I know that so far the defensive line has been addressed through the transfer portal. You had Clay Patterson from Yale jump on board with a commitment. I'm going to butcher his name. Is it Anise Sledge from Auburn? Look, that that's how I would have said it. Is he a D tackle or offensive lineman? Uh, they're D, both D, ta- D, D tackle. Uh, I know the Yale guys. A, uh, yeah, le- uh, Sledge is a nose tackle. He looks huge. 6'2", 3'11". Sledge I mean, just, is a great nose tackle name. It, right? Sledge. <laughs> Sledge. Sledge. Based on the guys coming back, how, how much could there be plug and play, and how much do you need the impact of the portal to come in right away and, and start? You well, think? I, I think they're losing their top. I, was Did we find out Daxon's gone? He's gone. I, so I, I would say our four top interior linemen are gone. Wow. With Randolph and Newton. Bryce, I wish Bryce Barnes would come. I think he'd be a starter next year. Mm-hmm. Pride of Gibson City, holler at your boy. You know, uh, the GCMS Falcons love. Um, but I would say, and then Daxon gone. So our top four defensive tackles are gone. I think Gabe moves down into defensive tackle more because I think you're deeper at outside linebacker. Yes. If Seth Coleman comes back, I think Zeke Holmes ha- Zeke, uh, Zeke, Holmes has... I think another year. I think Alec Bryant has another year. Right. I think Jared Beatty, they've been happy with what they've seen him as far as a recruit. Uh, Malachi Hood might have a chance. Mm-hmm. But as far as defensive tackle, those guys that we play, one of those guys will be a starter. Another guy, if he doesn't start, will be a very key cog in the wheel. Yeah. That's how much we need. I think we talked about this a little last week. It goes For me, it goes defensive line in order, transfer portal needs, defensive line, DB, mm. An offensive tackle. I actually think we're okay at the receiver position if Williams comes back. Even if he leaves, you oh. got Wiltshire and Beatty behind it, behind him. I think we're okay at the tailback position if we can get healthy. Yeah, no, right. That's a big if. I think we're going to be set at the linebacker position with Rosiak and Kruitz, mm-hmm. at least in the front, the first two. So I think we've got some pieces uh, in the interior line. I think we got some people coming back, but those are the top three needs that I see. Can you force Akis to go to the middle, or does that have to be his decision? Well, back in the day, you could force anybody to do whatever you right, wanted. I right, mean, it was exactly. a, you know, it was a dictatorship, not a democracy. You don't have a voice <laughs> in college football. When I played, you did what the coach told you to do. Sure. I think with, I think if you can paint a picture for a guy and say, "Hey, I see you." as a possible NFL five technique, which is what Johnny Newton plays because of your speed, your ability to play in close spaces and maybe not the most ideal edge rusher. I mean, I, I just heard Ryan day talk about their tight end Cade Stover. Cade Stover played linebacker for the first year. And then uh, at, at Ohio state, he was an all big 10 uh, tight end this year. And Ryan day said, Hey, I think I can make you an NFL tight end. Would you, would you consider making the switch? Well, if, this guy says I'm going to be an NFL tight end, which, by the way, he's going to be an NFL yep. tight end, and I can make more money doing that next set up my future. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Now, if you're a guy like me who could literally only play linebacker, right, right. you just have to stay there and hope you can win one of those spots, right? Makes sense. So I think you can persuade guys. I also think that with the transfer portal, yeah, you have to be careful because it's, it's, right. it's there's so many more player options out there. 
You mentioned Seth Coleman being a factor, maybe in that decision. Maybe he moves inside regardless of what Seth Coleman does. But six sacks for him. Should we worry much about him going to the next level? Or what level of concern would there be that you would lose Seth Coleman? It seems like he is still somebody that's trying to make that decision. I think Seth athletically has always looked the part. I mean, mm-hmm. six four, long, uh, able to get his hands up on short throws, able to beat guys around the edge. I think it's been a matter of consistency. Some games you'll go and like, man, was Seth Coleman playing? As a, right. in other games, you're like, man, Seth Coleman's tearing it up. As a defender, I'll never forget this. I was trying to make football teams, and I was talking to a, in the NFL, and I never forgot when somebody told me the best advice I've ever got making a football team was, it's not the coach's job to notice you. It's your job to have the coach notice you, especially Hmm. on defense. You don't have set plays for you, right? It's not like, hey, on this route, the balls has a good, I'm the number one option, the ball's going to come to me. And what's so hard is when you're trying to make a football team or trying to break into a starting lineman, lineman, is you can go outside the framework of the defense, try to do too much, and have big mistakes. Where, how can I ride that balance of playing and doing my job, but being a playmaker on defense? I think that's really hard. I think Seth has gone back and forth on, hey, I can do my job and be out there. Sometimes I can be a playmaker. What makes you elite is I always do my job, and I flash and make two or three big plays a game to change the game. And that's when you become an elite player. And I think Seth, to be an elite player, needs to take that step where he shows up every game. Johnny Newton, you knew he was on the field every game. Oh, there's no doubt. No, every game. No doubt. And you can't just be a defender that's just out there. You've got to create havoc when you're a defensive player. Makes sense. Unless you're like Devin Witherspoon who just erased another corner. And like, is Devin Witherspoon or this other receiver playing? Because like there'd be no stats for any of them because <laughs> the ball never went that way, right? No. So that, that's a different category. So There was news, I believe over the weekend, Taz Nicholson had – Gone into the portal, is already committed to Ole Miss. Kenoto Hudson, uh, the defensive backs coach that recruited him to Illinois, now has him yep. uh, at Ole Miss. I don't think Illinois fans, based on how high, highly penalized Taz was <laughs> last year and uh, obviously the, the spitting incident as well, are probably too mad about him moving on, although it, it's another loss from it. It's a loss from a position where you're already pretty weak. What do you make of that? I one? mean, he's our most experienced corner. Right. It's never been, for me, it's never been about the talent of Taz Nicholson. Now, I, I do think he was a better number two corner when you had a Witherspoon taking care of everybody that was the top guy, and you let Taz get the secondary guy and not be, you know, on an island nearly as much. I think with Taz, he struggled with a lot of injuries. I think that affect uh, even if you get better, I think that affects you as you get banged up over time. And I just feel like, he had boiled over frustration. When I watched him play, it felt like a frustrated player. A lot of defensive uh, pass interferences, a lot of uh, uh, personal fouls. Uh, I think it's probably best for both parties, Taz and Illinois, that he moves on. That being said, you're really starting with nobody that has experience other than Xavier Scott and a little bit of Matthew Bailey. Right. We act like Matthew Bailey has a lot of experience. Dude, he played behind Quan Martin and Cindy Brown. <laughs> right. He didn't have that much experience. We've, we've got Xavier Scott, really, and that's why I want to get somebody in the back end at a corner, at a, at a nickel position, at a safety that we can rely on because we cannot play the defense that Aaron Henry wants to play with our back end right now. We've got to make a change as far as scheme-wise. Right. On that note, 
you mentioned, I mean, Matthew Bailey will be a projected starter going into next year. Xavier Scott, I would imagine, same thing. It'll be interesting to see what Demetrius Hill turns out to be. Will he be more uh, impactful or, or solidified as a as a guy that's in the program for another year? But how much of an impact needs to be made in the portal in the defensive backfield? Is it two guys that need to be starter quality? Is it one for sure? How do you, how do you foresee that? I know you've mentioned Toby is another guy that can be a good player down the line, or maybe even as soon as sure. next year. Do you need two splash guys? Is one going to cut it? What do you think? I, I think you, you'd ideally want two. You know, uh, Glenn Mason, you say, I always take a pair and a spare, so I'll take three, too, right? I mean, but he would say that about running backs. We need that in defensive, and, and we saw that we need that in running backs, right? Yes, a pair and a yeah. spare, right? Uh, he used to have, you know, uh, Barber Maroney, and he had a guy named Russell, I think, mm. who was a really good player as well. But um, that was a pair and a spare. But I, I think on the defensive backfield, who do you have confidence with? I mean, I have confidence that Xavier Scott's going to compete. He had to play out of position a lot as far as had to move to corner from safety because we had a lot of issues. But if I look at the DBs, kind of like what Lon was saying about Damask, he's like, I have confidence when he has the ball in his hands. He's going to do the right, right. thing. When you look at the DBs, there ain't many people you have confidence. Like, I have confidence in that guy that he's going to do the right thing. Right. You have a nervousness of like, okay, there's a DPI coming. There's a this coming. We got to get somebody that the coaches believe in. And it's their job. I wish we got two. I wish we got a safety in a corner. And I hope that one of those guys could go into the nickel. I talked about this a little bit on Jeremy Warner's podcast. The nickel position has gotten so important. Part of the reason we're seeing Pete Carroll put Devin Witherspoon at the nickel position for the Seahawks is a lot of times for years, they would move the number three receiver in on a linebacker. That's the third receiver in mm -hmm. from the sideline because it matches them up on a linebacker. They would keep the corner outside. I'm not saying it's easy to play corner. I'm just saying when you have the sideline and the ball has to travel 30 yards to get there, good point. you make the field and the box that you have to guard much smaller, where if I bring that receiver in on the hash mark, and I've got to guard that guy in space as a linebacker, you're going to be in trouble. Part of the reason I'm sitting here talking to you and not in the NFL today is I could not guard that inside receiver for the life of me when it got to that. It was brutal. Well, now they've just decided, shoot, we'll take the linebacker off the field. Right. Let's put the nickel in. Devin Witherspoon plays it. We need to fight. Quan Martin played it for mm -hmm. us last year, not this year. But because what they're going to do is they're going to do an option route. An option route is the option to go inside or outside. You see Isaiah Williams run this route a lot on third down for five yards. He'll do a five-yard out. If they overplay the outside, do a five-yard in, impossible for a linebacker to guard, or a defensive lineman will bat the pass down. We saw that against Iowa. We saw that against Northwestern. Yep. That's why you have to get your hands up as a D lineman to help defend against that play because it's a quick hitting route. Can't get there as a pass rush. But that nickel position has got to guard that. you got to have somebody athletic enough to guard an Isaiah Williams or else you're going to get picked apart and your third down averages are going to be horrible as a defense. You'll give up 60%, 70% on third down just on that play alone. So that's a deep dive technical breakdown of why the nickel position is so important in today's football game. That was impressive. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I, that was... That's A-plus stuff right there, Jay Lehman. Well, you know, when you get fired in the NFL because you can't cover that, you, you start to do <laughs> you an in-depth in thesis. I went to U of I and said, could I do a Ph.D. on why linebackers get fired in the NFL? Because you can't play on third down, son. Just like a back can't play on third down because they can't right, block. Right, Dude, if you can't cover somebody in the NFL, you can't play linebacker. No. 
It's just not going to happen unless you're Ray Lewis and you can actually just do whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. Just do. <laughs> all right. Before well, we now you see so many more number one receivers lining up in the slot. You oh, do. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. It just, they started doing that. They, they used to call us Midwest Mikes, basically slow, slow Mike linebackers, right? <laughs> and hey, these guys are really inside the box in zone coverage. They can kind of hold their own, you know? Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like that basketball player that can kind of like, okay, well, if, if, if you just kind of leave him alone, he won't necessarily hurt you that much. But man, if you get in his grill and like make him ball handle, it's, it's mm-hmm. tough, right? So it's kind of like that with a with a with a Midwest Mike. If you put him in man coverage or matchup zone coverage where Ooh. he's got a guard, somebody other than a tight end or fullback, Trouble. man, you better hope you get a sack on the quarterback <laughs> right. because it could be a touchdown over the top, right? And so that's the thing you got to work through. They're always looking for matchups to get their best receiver on your worst cover guy. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, before break, I've got one. You listed defensive line, cornerback, tackle. Offensive tackle, yes. Offensive tackle as your three. That's the order. What if I tried to argue that point real quick with this? Go ahead. I think next year Illinois has the potential to be really explosive offensively. I don't see the defense being that good. I feel like, in other words, we're going to have to outscore people. So could I force the offensive tackle up a spot on your list by telling you, that is obviously a huge need. You're going to have Henderson, is that his name, that's going to, uh, that's going to probably yes, play yes, one. Yep. And then you tried a couple of these guys that tackled last sure. year that didn't really work that well. Could I persuade you in an argument to say, I would rather just bolster as much of the offense as I can and hope that we outscore people because I just don't – I see a lot of holes in that defense. And – from what I saw this year out of it, I mean, Aaron Henry's got a lot to learn. I know he lost mm-hmm. a lot. And, and look, it was his first year. I mean, I, I, I'm sure I was – well, I know I'm not better now than I probably was my first year on the radio, but I'm pretty lazy now. But, you know, four or five years down the road, you're going to be better than what you were your first, your first go-around on whatever. Right. So could I convince you to move tackle up? Uh, I, I think you could because, I mean, you look at how – when our tackles played bad, how bad our offense was the first yes. six games, right? Horrible. When we could not get consistency out there. And maybe, maybe you move Zy back out there and hopefully he can mm-hmm. be better if he's healthy long-term there. I would say yes because I think the hardest thing is to get good up front for any team. So that's why I say defensive tackle. And offensive tackle I could put there. But, man, after so many DPIs that we had and so many big mm-hmm. plays given up. I mean, guys, we gave up over 40 to Indiana and Northwestern. That's crazy. I don't care how good your offense is. We couldn't even win one of those games with even having to score. I mean, that's the We stuff. had to have a, rec- a Memorial Stadium record throwing to beat Indiana. Ugh. That's not good. Yeah. So, I, I would say, yes, I could see the tackles going up. I think you've got to keep Altmaier healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, guys, every year, we go back historically, last three, four years, we've always had to use the backup quarter. DeVito had to get replaced with Sikowski, yep. Iowa game. Peters had to get placed with Sikowski in 2020. There's always a backup quarterback playing so you're going to need a decent backup. I think Leary can be that guy or, or Michelle or whoever. is not even Michelle is even around anymore, but whoever's there. I got it. My counter to moving up tackle would be you're losing an All-American off of a defense to get 30 points a game. <laughs> oh, and then right. you're also losing another <laughs> NFL guy up front off a of defense to give up 30 points a game. And if you just <laughs> ran it back with that secondary, oh, wait, Taz is gone. Although he, I don't know if that's a good thing or a Minus bad thing. Minus two penalties a game now, so yeah. we're good. Okay, so take two penalties <laughs> off the board. DB has to be – if you don't make two – Splash additions there. That's fair. And sure up up front on the defense. Like, you're going to give up. Oh, tackle for sure is my number one. You're going to give up a 
a ton. I mean, yeah. you're going to get lit up. No, and and every, every afternoon. And, and every afternoon, and, you're right. And, and, and defense historically travels. Chicks dig offense, Pipes. They Fa- do. Put, can, put, you, can you outscore Oregon? I mean, I mean, I mean. Oh, oh my God. Don't even bring that scenario. Here's the deal. Offense puts fans in the stands, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think at the Indiana game, they had a good, good, there's fans, right? They're like it. But defense travel, when the weather gets bad. Yes. You got to have no, a defense true. That's in a fair. run game. Well, look at Iowa this year, right? Dude, if you got a defense, you could have. If just having a defense, Iowa won the West. Yep, that's it. I mean, the West is gone. But okay, I'm, we have to take a break. One last Bailey. If he's as good as everybody says, and he was pretty good when he was in there that twenty four, minutes, four or plays. Yeah, four plays. Um, how much can that hide? Can that hide not over a whole season being pretty weak at corner? Here's the thing. I think if you have one good player at every level. I think you can have a good defense okay. in college. I think if you have two or three, you can have a dominant defense, and that's what we had, basically two or three dominant DBs and two D linemen in 2022, yep. and you had a dominant D. And even Tariq Barnes played really well in 2022. And so I, I think you can hide some of it, but again, football, especially college football, has become a game of matchups yep. more than just a whole team. And just like NFL – we're going to find your weakest link, and we are going to touch that over and over and over again. No doubt. What did they do with Donovan McCulley against Indiana? They they just said, okay, Taz is 5'10", McCulley's 6'5", let's just throw it up to him. Mm. Now it's just, and instead of 11 on 11, it's one on one. We're just going to throw it up. And yeah. guess what? We gave up 160 yards passing to Donovan McCulley and also 100 yards in penalties. Mm-hmm. Mm. And every Indiana receiver is in the portal now. <laughs> Are they really? I think well, we there got, are like 500. In, of course, they. I'll take Cam Camper, McCulley, and Jalen Lucas. Well, I'll take those guys. <laughs> Why are, that's, when we come back, let's talk transfer portal. That, that, that. That, 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 as Lon would say, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and we will knock it out. And I will say, right, right? Okay, there we go. When you got Lon saying fair and Jay saying right and Pipes just nodding in agreement, we're all good. We're let's on, go. We're on the right page. If you want to win, you can. 217-359-2255 on the U of I Atlanta League text line. Maybe the longest first segment we've had with Jay, Ever. but uh, worth it. This yeah, is the drive. buddy. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. What is it? What do you see? What do you hear? I see our friend everywhere I look. I hear his voice spoken through others, spoken in a little child's laughter, spoken in a magnificent sunset, painted in the sky, or his voice spoken when someone praises his name. We have this best friend for eternity who has the control. He has the whole world in his hands, and he offers forgiveness of all wrongs, offers healing, guidance, hope for today, Hope for tomorrow and all eternity. But his most valuable gift, unconditional love. And allow me to introduce Jesus Christ, our Savior, our salvation, our friend. Just reach out. Jesus will put his arms around you and offer comfort, strength, and courage for all eternity. He only asks for your love, willingness to help others, and a dedicated commitment to walk with him. It is really that simple. Live a life with hope. The Hammering, 
the sawing, the drilling, all the sounds of the workplace from music to our ears. You can be a part of construction projects, large and small, as a Carpenters Local 243 member. Learn to excel with apprentice and journeyman training. Members enjoy all the benefits this internationally recognized union has to offer. It's a life-changing decision. Join the Local 243 family tradition. Contact Carpenters Local 243 at 217-356-5463. These days, it seems like bank names are changing faster than a forecast in February. But at Iroquois Federal, we're still the same community bank we've always been. For more than 135 years, we've built relationships by helping build the things that matter, whether it's a business, a back porch, or the building blocks of a better life. If you're looking for a bank that's here for the long haul, swing by today and see for yourself why different rules. Iroquois Federal, still friendly, still local, still here. You moved into your new home using two men and a truck. The garage was clean. Then... I love the new recliner. What are we going to do with this old one? Put it in the garage for now. Over time, this cycle continued. Put it in the garage for now. Put it in the garage for now. Put it in the garage for now. (laughs) It happens. You got junk. Call two men and a truck to get rid of all your junk. Residential or commercial, two men and a truck has a solution for your junk removal. Contact them at twomenchampagne.com. Two men and a truck. Illini fans, taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, save $5 on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza, chicken grill to perfection, premium mozzarella cheese, bacon, red onion, and BBQ sauce. All piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all-meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5 off. Welcome to Drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Derek Piper, Lante, and it is the Jay Lehman Hour, just as every Monday. Excited to do this with Jay throughout the college football playoff. Right? Yeah, through Correct? the playoff, through the championship. Yep, we're going to be here. Now, I know some of you guys are like, man, I really want to talk about this Illinois-Tennessee game. Guys, in the hour two, we're going to get we, to that. We got it. We got and they're going to break down. There's nobody break down basketball better than Pipes. I oh, mean, yeah, oh, I appreciate He, he travels to Knoxville. He is the basketball guru. Let's go. On Thank stuff. You. And so you got to stay for the, uh, for the 4 o'clock hour. But before I go, I've got to mention my sponsors one more time. Let's and go. that is Iroquois Federal. They're our title sponsor, second year in the road. They are the one-stop shop for all your banking needs, especially commercial lending. Bob Guido, Mark McHale, and Ryan Lowry are the boss. Brenda Crane for your owner-occupied loans located in Savoy and Champaign. Iroquois Federal, your lending uh, superstore here in Champaign-Urbana. And also Kyle Lewis, Kyle at IPGINS.com. Kyle Lewis, 
Email Kyle right now at Kyle at IPGinus.com. Auto, home, life, habitational. Writes policies for me all the time. Great guy. And, of course, Long Brand Steakhouse in beautiful downtown Clayton Gifford. Come for the fried pickles and stay for the steak. Let's go. Also, <laughs> want to give a shout-out to the mayor of Philo, Larry Franks. He yeah. listens every Monday. They have a coffee club that meets Monday morning, 530, every day at 530. Big Yankees And Larry guy. is the man. Big Yankees fan. Has had some great basketball. Matt Franks is his son. Matt yeah. Franks is the coach of Unity Basketball. Supposedly, they want a kid named Tay to transfer out of St. Thomas More <laughs> to get back into Unity. I won't say that. Unity plays, on, plays my Central Maroons uh, on t- tomorrow night. They're good. Unity's now, good. Now, Central, they got behind against Morton. I don't know if you hear about this yes. game. They got behind against the Morton. They come back. That's tied up. They get a, Morton has the ball six seconds. They get a steal. The, the Champagne Central guy dunks it. Game over. They think. Wow. 0.6 seconds gets put back on the clock. Morton throws the ball in. Central hacks them. They oh, hit, you're and, and the new rule, me. it's an automatic yep. two shots. Yep. They tie the ball game and go to overtime. <sighs> but between the end of the game and overtime, it was a ruckus at Cobes Gym that this actually happened <laughs> oh this way. I think Central ended up getting beat. Shout out to the Maroons, though. That's Under awesome. PJ Keaton, the first-year head coach, doing big things with the Maroons. I think they've got some talent this year. Chris Bush, 6'6". Guys, you think I knew hoops? Oh, I'm talking hoops oh, right now. He's doing Let's it. Let's go. Hey, I got to ask you a question. Okay. You, earlier in, this, earlier in the show, you mentioned Britt Miller. That you you played next to Britt, sure. right? Um, was and and you you kind of laughed that you weren't able to kind of cover those back. Was Britt able to do that or what? Well, Britt played in the NFL longer than I did, yeah. but he actually got moved to fullback. Oh, okay. Uh, so know, he was slow too, right? Britt was astoutingly fast. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you talk about having a gut, but also some wheels. <laughs> that was him. But he would tell you he had a belly. Britt the belly. <laughs> We, it, so there was a there was a track meet. I think we had the Big Twelve track meet at Rantoul High School when Rantoul was in the Big Twelve, and it was me. I wasn't. I was running the four by two uh, or two open two hundred. Justin Harrison was at the oh meet. Oh my! And and Britt Miller. Why I'm in a heat with those guys? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I got so dust. I mean, I was on a I was on a, a an outside lane because I wasn't ranked great. Yeah. But the thing about being on an outside lane on a two hundred is that. You start with a head start. You're, you're, you're ahead, but 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 you know you get you get hawked down pretty pretty quick. And I just see Britt Miller. I don't say it was a blur. It was more like a blob. That was a blur <laughs> that passed on my left side. And Britt has got some serious. He's a legit four or five guy. Yeah. at his weight and great special teams. He's a better special teams player than me. Better all around athlete than me. And and and, and a good football player. Yeah. better yeah. all around football player. That's why he played in the league longer right? than I did. He could do more than I could. Uh, but. To have Britt next to me and yeah. Antonio Steele next to me, I mean, you, it was just. I knew that Britt was always going to take care of the tight end side. He was never going to get bullied around, and he could cover a lot of guys in space. Mm. Antonio Steele, two hundred ten pounds, he could cover a lot of guys in space too. That's why I'm in the middle because I just yeah. cover a space, <laughs> not a lot of guys in space. I cover like you know this five yard area. You know, yeah, just stay right here. You know, like in that movie Hitch, where like Will Smith tells the guy, uh, you know, hey. Don't dance like this. You know, this is your area right there. That's kind of like me in pass coverage. Don't try to guard the guy like that. You know, we're in pass coverage. You know, I love the, I love the guy. text line from here, 217-822. says, hey, Jay, we're sorry you couldn't cover right receiver. Hover, we're sure glad you're here with us on the drive. Boom. I'm sure it pays as much as the NFL today. <laughs> I think the rookie, I think Brock Purdy's making the rookie minimum at 900000 right? Oh, wow. So, I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, you know, 
I mean, hmm. it's up there. I mean, Iroquois Federal is a great sponsor. I don't know if it's that high. Uh, but, but hey, I'm glad to be here with you guys, too. Guys, that, by the way, I'm 38, so I wouldn't be playing the NFL anyway. Tapman's Towing is also a sponsor. Sponsor of the phone line. I don't know if the, the caller has anything to say about what we were just talking about, yeah. but they did want to yeah. mention something. So, uh, all right, you're on the air with the drive. What's up? Yeah, this is, uh, this is actually Britt Miller from Decatur, Illinois. <laughs> Oh, I love this group called in. I'll talk to my boy, Jay Lehman. I appreciate the blob. I'm going to see you in a parking lot someday. Um, no, I'll tell you what. Everything Jay says is exactly factual. Um, I did run past him. He did have a huge lead because he was in lane eight. And there's only six lanes on the whole track. But, uh, you know, uh, Jay, I, I say this all the time. And we give each other a lot of crap. But, uh Jay was the perfect compliment to Britt as Britt was the perfect compliment to Jay yeah. because we both had the same enthusiasm. But I will say this. He is exactly right. He didn't cover anybody down the middle. <laughs> he left Jeremy Macklin and me on an island. So thank oh, you, Jay. Wow. Yeah, Jay, he, you, you, but, you had to – although, although the, you know, they did have some tight ends. Chase Coffin was one of those good. Then the other guy who was pretty yeah, good from Missouri. Uh, oh, yeah. He was pretty good. I mean, I, I could only cover a tight end like five-yard outs. You know, like that was my jam. Brent always had to take yeah. the number two receiver down the gut. Oh. Jeremy Macklin, who was yeah, down the pretty five. good. <laughs> but I will tell you this, Brent, this is correct. The reason that you could do that is you were a better athlete. The reason you played the NFL for at fullback and, and, and special teams is you were a phenomenal athlete. People don't give you credit for what you could run. I mean, I believe it was Lon over here was like, yo, Britt really couldn't run that way. I was like, dude, Britt ran a legit. I'm talking combine, combine, you know, pro day time, four or five, yeah. you know? I don't oh, know yeah. what you ran. Well, I mean, they did. We, and, well, it was low four five, four five two, but. Mm. They, oh, no, uh, nobody's counting. Well, I mean, four five two. I mean, well, yeah. What does it mean these days? Nothing, because guess what? I can run about a, an eight flat. <laughs> but uh, I will say that I was going on to the state track meet after a throw, so I threw shot put at state, threw discus, and then I was on the four by one and four by two. So we're in the finals, and I leave the uh, I leave the shot put ring, and I come down to the four by one area, the staging area, and the guy asked me. He says, "Britt," he said, "You know, checking in." I was like, "Right here." He said, "Son, are you holding the blocks?" <laughs> He didn't think I was running. <laughs> that, 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 I can see that, Britt. Are yeah. you holding no, I agree. the block? No, but I did, I did like to, one of the best stories that me and Jay actually have is from our high school days. And that story was basketball related. So, you know, I tried, I, tried, I was going to jump in, but I let him, let him go because Jay, yeah. I love just, you know, I, I tuned into the Big Ten just to see my buddy talking and get his perspectives. And, uh, but I will say this, before we move to the basketball, one of the best and most comforting things on the football field is when you got a middle linebacker looking at you and telling you the play before it's going to happen. Mm. And I can't tell you how many times Jay did that for us wow. because he's a student of the game. And uh, so I really appreciate that. He put us in good position all the time. Right. But basketball-wise, <laughs> that's not the case. Um, <laughs> so me and Jay, we're playing at Champaign Central, the old gym, the tight gym, and uh, always a great environment. Like Champaign Central had great, like fans and great teams and all this stuff. But uh, I get a breakaway, get a steal, and Jay Lehman with his mullet and his headband is ch- tracking me down. <laughs> so I'm going up for the layup, foul, and one. I believe I made it. If not, I still made it, you know. Right, right. But uh, Jay fouls me, and this is – it started a like a five-year trend of Jay stepping on me. <laughs> so I go down to the ground, and Jay Lehman steps on my lips. Like Christian Leitner. So – 
Yeah, <laughs> stepped, well, on, a, stepped on, on my lips. On his lips. So oh. Yeah, this, this is not a joke. He he crushed my lips between his shoe and the floor. So I had oh blood blisters on both top the and bottom of the middle it. of my lips. Yes. That's and, horrible. Uh, yeah, I was cr- I'm like, really, Jay? You know, my Uncle Matt's coaching him. We know each other, all this stuff. I acted like but, nothing uh, happened, but, well, I'm yeah. sure. That's cruel, Britt. So we get to college, you know, a year later. He's uh, he's there a year ahead of me. And uh, so I'm always number two in line, and Jay's always number one. That's okay. He's, he's older than me, whatever. And uh, so Jay had this habit of any drill we did, he'd always step back. I'd be stepping too. Cl- I'd be too close. Full He'd step on my toes, <laughs> and I'm like, I wanted to fight him so many times because you're getting stomped on. You know, me and Jay's toes look awful because we got stomped on by you know big pin lines all the time. Oh, I can't. Imagine. But he was always adding it to me on practice, and I'm just like, I can't take it, Jay. I'd have to stand like eight yards away from him before we start a drill. Uh, th- that is true. Now let me let me throw it this. All started with the lips. The lips. Let me throw <laughs> the now, lips. Now, now people don't realize that me and Britt played. Again, Eisenhower Central, Britt was the the only guy on his team for Eisenhower when he was a sophomore. Mm. We played a, a, a Barmer game 3-2. to two. Central won 3-2. to two. In football? In football. At Eisenhower. I thought you, I mean, you that, switched that, to baseball or something. That, but then, send, then, then, then when Britt was a junior and senior, Eisenhower got really good. Yeah. Boat race Central, right, a couple times. But I will never forget, Britt shows up to the 7-on-7 seven seven as a freshman and I remember, like, we talked about me wanting to get Zooked. Yeah. When they first saw Britt, I think that Zook wanted to Zook him and be like, is this really our linebacker? Because, you know, I mean, he doesn't necessarily look, he's not on the all bus team, okay? Right, right. All right. He's, uh, okay. So anyway, Britt, Britt. Do not look the part. Okay. Anyway, anyway, Britt comes in. He's got like his, his baseball sunglasses on. He looks cool and stuff. And I've no Britt. His uncle is my offensive coordinator. And anyway, long story short. After the first day of practice, and then the third day, which is like the first day of pads, they're like, oh, yeah, we really want Britt. Britt's the guy. We're not going to suck that guy. Because the dude could play. He was covering receivers and blowing people up. He ends up starting as a true freshman. Britt does. In the, in the, wow. He goes from wanting to be zooked when they see him come off the bus to be a starter. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, that's the crazy part. Like, uh, uh, you know, and so that's the funniest story is like, you do not judge a blob, I mean a book, by oh its boy. cover. Because that is not, I mean, he is a flash. The blob to blur. The blur blob. He can go. He said, you know, Britt the Belly, this is not a joke. One of our longtime teammates, John Azamoa, um, oh yeah! Calls me the night before we play. So he's a he's playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's playing at the highest level. I mean, John doesn't have any mistakes. He doesn't have any errors on his sheet for the whole year. And uh, we got a big matchup coming up. And uh, it's like for us to get in the playoffs or them to get in the playoffs. And uh, he's calling me cracking up the night before a game. And granted, <laughs> we do talk to our former college teammates in the league. Sure, but typically we reserve that stuff for after the game. And I'm like, man, what's John want? So I answer the phone. And he's like, Britt, you're never going to guess what they got you on the uh, on the special teams like printout as like so oh, you get no. your matchups the week oh, no. they print this dang sheet out and they got my head on a keg on wheels. <laughs> they, they call me the keg on wheels, and I'm like, damn! At that time in my life, I was probably true, uh, but they're like, don't be fooled, he's fat. You're right. Like, that's the only thing they put underneath there. <laughs> so you know, John, give me. The business, but I did. I went out and had six special team tackles against them just to make sure they knew. <laughs> that is odd. Yeah, and I, by the way, Jay, I knew that Britt was fast, but I also knew he was on the phone. 
and I wanted to see what oh. kind of bad stuff you, you would were, throw you out. Were just, I was you were just, you guys set me up. They didn't tell me that I was, they set me up. Just like those number three receivers, the Midwest Mike set me up and guard those guys. Well, I mean, they set me up. You, you, you almost took the cheese, Dan Dishtow. Oh, took, took the, the cheese, around. bite the cheese. You know me, always coming up, trying to tackle quarterbacks, oh. line of scrimmage, dumping the ball right behind you. This is priceless. That's right. Oh, man. I, I have it. wanted no. to do this. Derek and I both have wanted to do this and get Britt and Jay at the same time on the air. And for some reason today, when I sat down and you started talking, I was like, I got to text Britt and see if he's able to call us. This is just fantastic. Britt Miller, you're a good man, my friend. Hey, anything for Jay and anything for Lante, you know what I'm saying? So I uh, always appreciate the conversation. I like uh, every now and then, the, you know, being relevant for about – five or six minutes is always good for the soul. <laughs> Makes it feel good, and, doesn't uh, it, for a little bit? Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, me and Jay are going to go home to the kids, and we're going to be dad, and oh, yeah. that's going to be about it, you know? Hey, so. hey Brett, my son's going to be playing for the Commodores again this summer, baseball, Looking and I, to it. I'm yep. going to get a hold of you, and we're going to have a cold one. Please do. And they, uh, I'll tell you what, we're out there all the time. Kevin runs a great shop. Oh, uh, incredible. You know, he's one of the only other former, you know, professional athletes, yep. Kevin. He was actually, when I retired, he's the first guy to call me. So Kevin Kozlowski, um, just one of them guys that, uh, you know, really didn't know me from Adam at the time. And we've developed a a pretty good friendship over the years. But, um, you know, just a guy, a local guy taking care of each other. Very cool. You know, knowing what it's like to retire. And so, yeah, Commodores are an A1 organization. And I hope my boys get the opportunity to play for that that league as well. Amen. Brent, thanks so much, buddy. Hey, thanks, guys. Jay, good hearing from your brother. You too, bro. uh, Hey. Go, you guys have a great day. Go St. T. All right. <laughs> That's Thanks, right. Go dogs. <laughs> yes, sir. That was incredible. That was awesome. It was everything I hoped for, and especially when you called him a blob. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, Jay doesn't know. He's just waiting right here. On the- oh, I, you guys set me up, man. That was, that was legit. That was I, I give Lon a lot of credit for that. I, I, tell I you saw what. the phone lighting up in yeah, the first segment, and fault. I was like, who's calling? I, I can't just blind answer. Yeah. That was so, my fault because I told him, wait till we take a break. We're about ready to no, take a break. Gosh, was, I didn't know he – because I was talking to you and I kept staring at – and then yeah. when you were talking, I was texting him. And I, I was, was like, wondering what you know. I was thinking you were texting Kara back home about certain <laughs> right. things. So I was like, I was like, you know, I was like hey, let him go. you know, let him go. I'm, I, he's, he's got he's issues. Busy. He's busy. He's busy. But, man, it's good to hear. I wish you guys could have seen this, see this track meet, though, where, where, where he just I, – I was in lane eight. There were – I mean, I mean, I think there were eight lanes. Because I was not supposed to be in that heat, though. I'll tell you that much because I got just totally roasted. First time I ever saw him, he was a quarterback yeah. at Eisenhower, and they were down pinned on, like, their eight, and he ran I, – I don't, I don't know if they muffed it up or something, but they didn't get the handoff. Sure. He just took off and ran right, 92 was, yards, yeah. and, and nobody was close like, to him. Sometimes when you got a good athlete, the broken play is the best play right. for a guy like him. And yeah. and he had breakaway speed, and, and it just always surprised people. And this is why he was – what made him a great special teams player, well, he's just a good football player in right. general. He has a really good awareness. But when you're that big and strong, you're oh. fast, and you're, you got a nasty attitude, Whew. you're the perfect special teamer because you can play – guard or tackle on punt you can even play wing you could play any of the kickoff positions you can play punt return and you could hold your own against guys of varying sizes exactly. and you can run with guys that's what makes brit unique and whatnot so uh the pride of eisenhower i, I will tell it. you that much man he was he was a, a legit panther one of the best and one of the best marvin was his arm oh yeah yeah, yeah. what how he good was, was his arm as a quarterback I, you know brit brit was a good baseball player too yes. and so he had an arm i more remember him for his legs he same didn't have much of an yeah. offensive line same here 
Um, Britt could have pl- was one of those guys that literally could have played any position in high school that you wanted him to. He could have played a lot of positions uh, in football. He could probably could have played safety a little bit. He probably I, I know it sounds shocking. Could have played fullback, which he did. Could have played tight end. Was a little short for tight end. Yeah, but, right, right. But could have done all of those things. That's unreal. Marvin Harrison Jr., we were going to talk about this. We're running yes. out of time now, but what did you say when you walked through the I, door there, today? There are reports that Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, he has not declared for, for the no. draft, right? Has not said whether or not he's playing in the bowl game. There are talks that the Ohio State NIL Collective has come up with possibly a $20 million oh. deal to keep Marvin Harrison there. Now, that's possibly, he possibly, that could be 15 games if you make the playoff, right? You play a Big Ten, cha- 12 games, Big Ten championship, and then possibly, I take it back, 16 games if you're in the playoff and you could play two or three more games, three more games at least, right? And so it's 16 games that would be a million dollars over a game, obviously. Oh but what is it? John Paddock won Illinois two games. Yeah. Probably didn't make any in NIL. Maybe Northwestern Mutual threw him a couple bones. Okay. Right. right. Number two <laughs> is this. What is it worth for Ohio State to beat Michigan? Ten million bucks? Oh. It's worth a mm. lot. And so I think that's playing to it. This is why I think Kyle but here's the big thing. This is why I think Kyle McCord hit the transfer portal. They told him we don't want you. You didn't beat Michigan. You're not good enough up to our standard. Remember, they're coming off of JT Barrett, Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields mm-hmm. and CJ Stroud. And then you have Kyle McCord, who is average. Yep. Up uh, good, but average. And it's not good enough for Ohio no. State. And so I think they're looking. I, I hear Cam Ward's name, the receiver, the, excuse me, the quarterback out of Washington State. I don't think Cam Ward's like that special. I don't think he's a CJ Stroud or anything. They didn't get Dylan Gabriel out of Oklahoma. He's going to Oregon. Yeah. And so who is that guy going to be? I think that's going to be a big thing for Marvin Harrison. Who's yeah. going to buy a guy? I don't think the starting quarterback is there on campus right now okay. for Ohio State, at least wow. for this coming year. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what they're going to be. So if. If it's predicated on getting a good starting quarterback, how much are they going to offer that quarterback to come? That's just crazy to think now that, like the Bears or the Cardinals are in perfect spot to get him. Yeah, and now we That's might be want, we might be punked by his well, college Matt, team. And speaking of this, Matt Rule says it takes one to two million to get a good service or quarter, quarterback in the portal. Brock Purdy's making nine hundred thousand dollars. So it means twenty or twenty-five quarterbacks to the top twenty-five teams in the transfer making a million bucks. Okay, and and I'll say this. Nebraska, we're talking Nebraska, not good Nebraska. Running the option, Nebraska, <laughs> has Kyle McCord and Julian Fleming, two former five-stars, receiver and quarterback for Ohio State who are transferring on campus this weekend. Wow. I'm like, how are they going to – must be NIL money. Just I don't bringing know. them in, at least. I think Luke Altmaier is a better uh, – could be a better yeah. quarterback than Kyle McCord. But Luke Altmaier, with that, with the, with the team of Ohio State, oh. he might be better than Kyle McCord. Yeah. You, you change the jersey out, and it all changes. It's like, oh, he's wearing Ohio State jersey. Like, you've got to get that out of your head. Put everybody in a single jersey and see who the best players. A lot of these AP All-American teams, not Johnny Newton, a lot of these all Big Ten teams, if you change the jersey on them, you wouldn't have them as all Big Ten. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. The jersey gives you a lot. Yeah. That's why you really know you're the truth if you come from Champagne Central Eisenhower. Let's go. Let's go. Drop the mic moment before you do drop that mic. Sponsors when we're Yeah, Iroquois Federal guys, they don't pay me like they would pay me if I played in the NFL, like one of our text messages. But hey, it's enough to get me to Philo, which I love it. Okay. Number two, Kyle Lewis. Kyle, IPGINS.com. You got to check out Kyle Lewis. He's my personal insurance agent. And of course, 
A long brand steakhouse. You come for the fried pickles. I bet you Brit's a, a fan of fried oh, pickles. Oh, yeah. And you stay for the steak. Remember, top mm. sirloin, uh, contrary to what Happy Layman has told us, is not the best cut. <laughs> I prefer ribeye. My wife prefers filet. If you haven't really followed us Parental all years, you have no context for that joke. That's why you really, we're like math here. We build on our show exactly. as the season goes on. You can't show up to the math lesson in week nine if you miss week two and week three. Guys, so we break it all down. But stay for the next hour because we're breaking down, well, they are breaking down, pipes and lawn. Brilliant. Illinois basketball, 2AT. What's going what went right on the road trip? What went wrong? What could we do moving forward? Is Damascus going to get hot again, or is he going to be cold like last game? We crazy. hope he's back, right? But let's go. I look forward to talking to you guys next week. You can't get rid of me. Even when football's done, we're not even going to bowl. I'm still here. Let's go. I don't know how we follow that up. That Jay and, and Britt was phenomenal. Britt's final message to me when I thanked him said, Jay's always talking at such a high decibel. <laughs> I need a backup from the mic. Sorry. You no, know, because when, when Lon yells, he's a veteran. He goes, ah! Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, he backs, he up. backs up, and I don't ever do that. Yeah. I want to be right in your living room. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Look forward to next Monday. Uh, let's go. Awesome. All right, we're back. Like Jay said, we're talking hoops. <laughs> Stick with us. This is The Drive.